for tuning in, for listening, for clicking whatever you clicked. I wanted to bring to you a topic that pops up a lot when I work with third culture kids, when I get online, having a little scroll around Pinterest, looking at anything to do with personal growth, in fact, and that is gratitude. There are gratitude journals, gratitude practices, and yet a lot of the people that I work with feel gratitude as somewhat oppressive. And I want to explain why, because I'm not anti-gratitude, far from it. But for a lot of the people I work with, we have been told to be grateful for a long time. We have been told we should feel gratitude for things that were actually a bit more nuanced and problematic than straightforward thank you. When third culture kids start to unpack some of the more challenging impacts of their experience, this can feel very difficult, not just because of the content of the challenges that they're looking at, but because it comes right up against this sense of, but I am grateful for my life. I am grateful for my experiences. I wouldn't change them. I don't want to criticise my family, my parents, my organisation for having raised me in the countries that they did and with the mobility that I experienced. I'm not ungrateful. Don't think I'm ungrateful. And that tension can be so limiting and problematic and blocks an awful lot of our more grey zone experiences. We feel guilt and shame for finding things difficult that perhaps other people have told us we were lucky to have experienced. Oh, you've moved around so much, you've seen so much, you have so much broad horizons. You got to do field trips there? You got to learn these languages? You've had these opportunities. Yeah, we have. But that isn't something that is always straightforward. We know that from our experience, but it's hard to find a narrative that helps us explain the nuances of that without sounding ungrateful. And so cue guilt and shame and burying things that were harder to talk about. Gratitude can become a burden when it becomes something we owe other people. Say thank you, we tell our children. And it kind of lands a bit heavy sometimes. They were grateful, but now they've been told to be grateful and now they're not very grateful. When we feel gratitude, we can have other feelings as well. We are complex. There are nuances. We can carry gratitude and sadness for ourselves. 
Something that has been very true for me and I share with you today in case it's very true of you too is that gratitude was oppressive for me and not very safe. It shamed me. I was not grateful enough until I had familiarised myself thoroughly with joy. I'll unpack that a bit because it's beautifully vague, isn't it? Joy of myself. I use joy because it's not the word gratitude, but essentially I mean gratitude towards myself, appreciation, self-appreciation. Let's call it that. Until I could appreciate myself, gratitude was something that I owed other people. Joy, noticing the things that give me joy, unlocked my ability to feel grateful and safe with it. When I notice those things in myself that I can truly delight in, then when I am grateful for those things, I'm not owing it to anybody else. I'm grateful because they feel good. Because they're mine. Because I've owned that experience as mine, not as an experience that somebody else somewhere probably thinks I should be happy about. There are many things that I have felt I've needed to be grateful for. Some of the things I've already mentioned, the opportunities I had to travel at such a young age, the exposure to so many amazing cultures and people, the opportunity to see so many sides of a very multifaceted coin, the heightened empathy that came with those experiences. I wouldn't trade them. But I'm not always able to feel fully grateful when the other side of those experiences is problematic. My heightened empathy can make it difficult for me to tune into me, can make it difficult for me to privilege my own agenda, because I'm so aware of other people's needs. My early exposure to many, many different cultures was brilliant, but sometimes left me wondering where I fit. That's not ungrateful. That's reality. How many of you have ever received a very well-meaning gift? The, um, the stereotype is from, from the, um, the aunt that still thinks you're about four years younger than you actually are. Very, very thoughtful and loving but not really you. You can be grateful. And a lot of us practice very hard being grateful for the thought, if not the gift itself. And even that's not good enough of an example because we are grateful for the gifts of our experience. They make us who we are. But that doesn't mean that they're not uncomplicated. 
It's not ungrateful when we notice that that jumper doesn't quite fit. <laughs> or that that computer game doesn't quite work with the systems we have at home. How many children do we expect to be grateful for the circumstances of their lives? They didn't choose them. We didn't choose ours. We can appreciate them, we can learn from them, we can delight in them. But when did we start owing other people gratitude for them? This is where gratitude can get problematic. It's fairly standard practice in a lot of therapeutic work to encourage clients to keep a gratitude journal. I personally am not drawn to this. It feels too much like saying to myself, okay, you're having a really hard day, you're feeling pretty low and you're quite anxious about this relationship or that work situation, but list everything you're grateful for. And that will distract you and remind you that actually you're quite lucky. That's what it feels like to me doing it. I know a lot of people who practice these journals don't experience it that way, but I do. I feel like it becomes a pros and cons list. It becomes a find six things to be happy about and then the six things you're not happy about are sort of counterbalanced. I end up feeling shame and I end up writing things on that list repeatedly, such as I have a roof over my head, I have good food to eat, I have good people in my life, all of which are true and all of which I'm grateful for. They don't actually fix that particular anxiety of the day. They don't actually compensate for the fact that I'm actually quite anxious about all of the relationships in my life, maybe. Lucky to have them, actually feel very insecure in them. There's a mismatch somewhere. Gratitude isn't touching my need for security. What does touch my need for security, what really gets to the root of that, and maybe it does for you too, is self-appreciation. Joy in myself. Because then I remind myself that I am worth friendship. That I am likeable. If I'm going to really push the boat out, I'm lovable. Why wouldn't my friends want me in their lives? That touches the anxiety. That meets me where my need is. Joy in myself connects me to joy in others. Gratitude in myself, for myself, helps me to really experience gratitude for people around me, for circumstances around me. Does that make sense to you too? It can feel like hard work 
listing things to be grateful for, and somewhat self-chiding, but listing the things that give me joy about myself, somehow that's harder, but more sustained, more nourishing. If any of this is piquing your interest, get onto my website. There's a resources tab. And under that resources tab is another tab. I'm a fan of the download tabs. Um, and it's downloadable resources, I think it's called. Under there is a easy download printout worksheet. I believe called um, Noticing the Joys of Myself or understanding myself through my senses, something like that. I should have a proper look, shouldn't I, while I'm online with you. Um, and what this does is it uses, it tries to really get into our own experience of ourself via our senses. Where the joy is. It asks us to just map through what we have experienced that day via each one of our senses that has given us joy, that has given us joy, not that should have given us joy, that has given us joy. It's called using our senses to nurture ourselves. It's towards the bottom of the page. I've just checked. So each day, it can only take you five minutes. What have I seen today that gives me joy? What sensation? What have I felt today? Is it a fabric? Is it the wind on my skin? Is it the brush through my hair? What have I felt today? that gives me joy? What have I smelt? What have I heard? What have I tasted? It's a very grounding thing to notice our visceral experience of goodness and joy. I think the worksheet walks you through doing this for about five days. And then on the sixth day, it asks you to sort of have a look back over the last five days and see if there's any patterns emerging. Are there particular sights that capture you every day? Particular sensations? What patterns can you notice? And then make a plan to get more. Seek the joy. Chase it. Because when I notice continually that the smell of coffee gives me joy, I've learned something about who I am. I can give myself permission to actually register that maybe I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Maybe I really delight in a particular brand or a particular quality of coffee. Maybe there's a ritual around making it that just grounds me in a little bit more of what I'm about and who I am and it can feel such a mundane thing we often don't give it very much space when we think about our identity but this is day in day out performative self 
Are there particular fabrics that I am drawn to? Okay, let's fill my life with them. Let's get more of them. A lot of us who grew up between cultures, moving around, we made do. We did a lot of adapting to what gave other people joy. Either because we were the outsider, it was our job to adapt, or because we weren't going to be there long enough to really feel invested in figuring out how to make this place work for us. Intentionally introducing joy experiences throughout our week is the most life-affirming thing I think a lot of us can do. And somehow being grateful ties into this. I start to delight in who I am. Look at me being me making a fuss about coffee. Look at me being me buying that fabric that I've loved for so long. Look at me being me. Look at the way I experience the world. Then there's gratitude. Then gratitude becomes born out of a very solid sense of our own experience. It's not burying anything. It's not born in anybody else's experience. It's ours. The delights of life, the things that we are grateful for, we can't receive them fully if we feel guilty about it. You can't receive a gift you feel guilty for getting. We push these away. Or we hug them close and we let Auntie Joan think that we're still really into horses when we're not anymore for fear that us showing up as us will alienate us from our relationships. If we're not grateful about the right things, people will leave us. We're often carrying a very deep belief somewhere along those lines. Connecting to self helps us to accept the things that we find joy-bringing. And then when we share these with others, they become invitations to joy for them too. And somehow morph into a gratitude that is light, that is playful, not duty-bound, joyful. Let me know what you think of this. Let me know if you download the resource and how you find it. I hope all of you find joy in yourselves today, tomorrow, forever. Abundance of joy that every time you look in a mirror, you smile, give yourself a wink and say, there you are. Thank you for listening.
Have a good day.